Ryan, does the name Zach Neto mean anything to you? Uh, he got called up uh, from the Angels farm team. A while back, yeah. yeah. Um, and you were like, it's the smartest thing. Year. You said it's the smartest things the Angels have done all year. If I maybe recall correctly. It's turning out maybe the smartest thing they've done in like 10 years. <laughs> um, <laughs> he just hit a probably a game clinching two run home run which i think will be i think they're going to be like nine and one in their last 10 and they're second in a row against texas who's in first in the division oh yeah um anyway just just aaron clip that because when they pull my heart out and stomp on it sometime in the next 90 to 115 days i would like to be reminded Okay, so the Texas heat wave is also affecting the Pretty Neat podcast because my laptop was in the bag all day and I was outside and it was fucking hot and it was literally still cooling off to the point where my computer was going that slow. Wow, hi. Hey. The more you know. Hello. Welcome to this episode of the Pretty Neat podcast. I'm Aaron. It's lovely to be here today. I don't think this will be a video podcast just because of the state of the machinery. <laughs> unfortunately. We've, we've I, gone back in time. The quality yes. of the machinery has degraded. Yes. And you will be graced with only the sound of our dulcet tones. Yeah. We went back in time like the dinosaur ride at Knott's Berry Farm. Dude. Nice. We're going back in time. Yeah. Nice deep cut right there. Ah, man. You know my computer will fucking explode if I try and use the soundboard on this episode. So I will add it in later. <laughs> How are you, Dom? You know, I'm here. Yeah, we missed you last week. I listened to the episode. You did? Yes. Thoughts? Well, you can be called to the carpet now or you can be called to the carpet later. It's fine. <laughs> Either way. Are you suggesting that we're replacing you? No, no. no. I no, no that I would being, not blame you for. Being called to the carpet is is being held to account. Yep. For transgressions or mm-hmm. alleged transgressions. Okay. I've never heard that mm-hmm. phrase. No, you've never heard being called to the carpet? No. Like being called to the front of the classroom? I've I heard think that. that's a that's a, a discussion to have with a good doctor, frankly. Yeah. Really? Yes. Or was I just like that, like teacher's pettish that I didn't know? I mean, I don't think that's true. <laughs> yeah, probably not. I wasn't very teacher's pettish either. Huh? What do you have to be held accountable for then? No, you have to be held accountable, and so does Ryan. All right. So Miriam Webster. Uh, the phrase oh. being called to the carpet is to criticize someone for doing something wrong. Oh, I'm sorry. I know what we did wrong. What'd you do wrong? There were several free shout outs. Nope. Don't care about that. That's fine. Um, I did notice in watching it back. Cause I did watch it. 
that Aaron called Amin Amir at least one time. Nope, not that. Because no. I saw him in person, as I told you, and called him something completely wrong because I was <laughs> shit-faced. We'll get there. That's not I'm it. sorry. I mean, if I did, but I I figured I was talking about. I'm Amir still not Al-Bazi. even sure what his name is. <laughs> Amir Albazi. I saw him in person with a group of other fighters and totally butchered his name. And <laughs> for that, I apologize. There must be for that. There must be more to that story. There is. <laughs> but now is not the time. Now is not the time. <laughs> Nice. Okay. There must be retribution. Ooh, penance oh, yeah. must be paid. There, penance must be paid. As I like to say, the bill always comes. And today, gentlemen, the bill has come for you. The bill is due. I am your waiter. I have walked up to your table and I have placed the bill down. And now you have to pay it. Uh, what are we being charged with? And simply the fact that you are both being... <laughs> being build for this and you don't know what i'm talking about is is maybe a sign that i need to rewrite the bill as far as i'm concerned like is the bill becoming more expensive should we we should have a it has become more expensive it has become more expensive okay i'm really struggling to look back did we make a pick that was just dumb did we make a garbage pick? Did we talk no. about a team affectionately that we are not supposed to? It was it was the the disrespect <laughs> that was shown that I cannot I cannot let stand. I cannot and I will not. Okay. I'm 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 on one hand I appreciate that you feel very strongly about it. I but do. What what is it that you feel so strongly about? The disrespect shown to the greatest of all time on last week's show, the notion that Irene Aldana had a snowball's chance in hell in that fight is fucking insane. And all three of you were like, oh, yeah, I think she's checked out and Irene is really good and she's from Mexico, so that means she's going to win. That is the dumbest fucking argument I've ever heard. That fight was Aldana had no business in that cage. That's what all of us should have been saying. Amanda Nunes wrapped up what is damn near a perfect career and a nearly eight full year run with one very minor blemish that she quickly remedied. And you guys have the gall to say she's checked out and not locked in. That was almost as good as we've seen her look. Uh, Yeah. In hindsight, yeah, you're there, totally, certainly like you're adjusted correct. for competition. Aldana's not as good as Cyborg, but oh yeah, Aldana I mean, come did not on, show up at all. She wasn't even there. I mean, is that is that more of an indictment on uh, on us for picking Aldana and just not sh- living up to her potential? Yeah, right. That was a more of Aldana losing. Because I've seen Amanda perform better, like best sure. performance of her career. She didn't even finish her. Were we? She were finished we almost every in? fight. She were didn't finish Juliana Pena in the second one, but she knocked spirit? her down eleven times. Yeah, didn't do that to Aldana. Did we overcommit to the notion of the Mexican fighting spirit? Yes, yes. you guys yes. did. Yes, we certainly yes. did. 
Absolutely, and I will not be betting on Yair. Like why? If you anyway. were, if you were curious, Amanda <laughs> landed more than a hundred more significant strikes. Yeah, frankly, Aldana's corner should have thrown in the towel sometime in between halfway through round three and the start of round five. Yeah, in the fourth. Like, during what do you have to say for yourselves? I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, I accept that. And uh, did you see? Did you see when she was announcing her retirement? They had like a B-roll with Juliana Pena in the crowd. No. Basically. Oh, my God. Yes. So the the lady balls on this one are so big. I'm referring to Juliana. Ovaries? The the lady balls are so massive. Uh, Her internal balls. (laughs) Her internal testicles. It, as she has a camera in her face and saying, figures you retire because you're, you have to fight me next. <laughs> oh God. It's right. like, mm. I, I watched that back and I was like, oh man, you got to be fucking kidding me. You got destroyed in the second fight and it makes the first fight look that much more like a fluke. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, granted she's like, and, Sorry, and you were supposed to be in there with her tonight, and she's in there, and you're sitting in the crowd. So, well, she did have a broken rib, so obviously and? she wasn't going to get cleared. And come on, God gave you fifteen. <laughs> so she, they're likely to to, to have her fight. Uh, fuck, uh, Raquel Pennington, who was weighing in as the backup, who's also sneakily won five fights in a row. Um, so I anticipate that Juliana will be the next bantamweight female champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 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 Amanda had a, has a point, right? Whoever gets the belt next, it's not the real belt. Nope. Whoever defends that belt next, still not the real belt. <laughs> and and I just don't think she's going to come back, right? Um, no. It has come out since then that uh, Nina is carrying her second child it's amanda's eggs uh which was different from the first experience when they did ivf where i believe they use nina's eggs so that's that's kind of cool like a little tit for tat there um in the egg department but i just yeah she's set she's got money she's gonna she's got her own gym now she can be a full-time trainer yeah she's got a ranch she's got Plenty of shit. She's got property in Brazil. She's fine. She's fine. Not coming back. So Amanda's run started in 2015. She did not lose for more than six years. Then she has won two times since then. The So for Juliana or someone else to have this sort of run, we'd have to be having this discussion in what, 2031? I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, for somebody to go on that type of run and say, yeah, you've now, yeah, I don't think so. Equaled Amanda. I just don't see it. No, I don't see it either. I would have said I saw it in Tatiana until her last fight. Well, Tatiana's going back down. So I think she's going to be a little more physically dominant, but we're also talking about Aaron Blanchfield's department, different weight class. Well, that'd be fun. Tatiana and Blanchfield. (laughs) <laughs> well, doesn't Blanchfield fight at 125? Is that flyweight? That's flyweight. And Shit. and 
Tatiana's going back down to straw weight, 115, where I think if she can consistently make the weight, she's going to be, she'll be dominant. Um, <clears throat> I do think Blanchfield eventually could be a champion. She has also said, uh, I believe that she would consider going up to 135 as well. That would be great. She's young. She's 24, 25. Who is Blanchfield? So, Blanchfield. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that could be somebody that potentially can go on a historic run, right? But we're obviously we're we're counting all of our chickens before they hatch. Well, for something like this, a lot of things have to line up. Oh yeah. And and there's a there's an element of good luck, except that she went Valentina, Misha Tate, Ronda Rousey, Valentina again, Raquel Pennington, Cyborg, Holly Holm, Durandami, Felicia Spencer, Megan Anderson, Pena, Pena, Aldana. That's not that run is not luck. That's just her being the best yep. female fighter to ever get in the cage. For sure. Yeah, she got that switch flipped. And frankly, it's not even close. I just saw a notification that Will Smith hits a two-run homer, and I thought it would have been saying he was hitting Chris Rock. But I've never done that. Referring to the baseball. Against that is the a Dodgers White catcher. Yes. Speaking of, it uh, seems that the Golden Knights are going to close this thing out today. Um, and that would make both of us correct on our series picks. Nice. I called them for five after I had said I'm pulling for the the Panthers, but I believe that the Knights will win in five, and it's currently six to one. <laughs> uh, so most likely we're going to see the the Knights hoist the Stanley Cup tonight. In their second season. Third. Is it their third already? I believe um, so. No, I thought they came in in 17. Re I think it's been like five or six years. Really? Mm -hmm. Wow. Dang. Nice. What other fights were pretty sweet to you all? Let's, past weekend? let's just have a, a redo of an episode title from some time ago to sir with love charles Oliveira, who i think <laughs> if that version of Oliveira gets in the cage i think he can beat makachev i i think it would be far more competitive uh but that means that makachev has to somewhat play into that strategy but oh, man man oh man did mm -hmm. charles charles Oliveira? Like, I don't think we give enough credit for him being in the UFC since he was 20 years old. That's crazy. <laughs> um, 20 finishes, right? So him, he has the most in the UFC history. The only person that has more in professional MMA is Mirko Krokop, who has 21, who fought until he was like, I think in his early 40s, right? Not that he was finishing people at that time, but, you know, this is at the time where devastating kickboxer like that was just leg kicking people into oblivion. <laughs> mm -hmm. and, and Charles Olives uh, first started doing it by just choking people out. And now he's knocking people out, which is fucking wild. Mm-hmm. 
there's no doubt that he doesn't get the ne- that he does get the next title shot. You like you can't make an argument. You can't make a a valid argument. I should, you know, reprise that for somebody else to get the title shot ahead of him. No, no the people no. fighting in the BMF. He finished both of those people. <laughs> Is... and... Go ahead. I, and and I don't think. Now they're saying that uh, McGregor might not fight until the beginning of next year. That's so annoying. <laughs> so, so what does that mean, right? He will likely fight uh, Mahashev if he wins. Connor. Connor. Mm. That's what I think. Uh, I think that's a great fight, but I think Connor gets fucked up. <laughs> yeah. It's just what version of Connor? <laughs> Not this version. Yeah, I, <laughs> not, I don't not remember, this version. I don't even remember I, like a the version of Connor. I think Pete Connor actually probably starches Makachev, and I think Pete Connor also Good. beats uh, Kabob, but I Good. just don't know that Pete Connor's ever coming back. No, I don't think so. I think his body's changed too much, mm-hmm. and his he is, is he is so know? jacked. Yeah, just... on tough like. So jacked. Yeah, his face looks different. Like it's quite visibly different because of the amount of mass he has on his body. Yeah. There's uh and also I, I didn't watch the episode tonight. Me yet. either, not yet. Um but uh, there's also when he was on the bike in the last episode and like talking about the importance of cardio, like on the bike. Yeah. Come on. He was so gassed. And I couldn't believe he would have been doing that for more than like 30 minutes, 15. <laughs> but importance of cardio, fellas. Well, I mean, like you'd be gassed, too, but not like as long after as he was anyway. And he's an athlete. Was he on one of those assault bikes? He might have been. Which that would have added for sure. Oh yeah. Uh, who did I see a thing with today? <laughs> Never mind. Can Charles beat Makachev? Uh, yes, but he has to. He has to be his best version of himself. Mm-hmm. There's no. And I'm not even saying like Islam has to have an off night. Like I, I'm not going to say that. But but Charles Charles has to be the peak peak olives, right? Peak Du Bronx for him to have a shot of winning. And you know we keep going back to the fact that <clears throat> Islam did suffer like a, a flash KO, but that was a a long, long time ago and hasn't really mm-hmm. shown any of that weakness in the striking game since that time. But, you know, to counter my own argument, you know, what what Volkanovsky showed in that fight and going all five rounds and clearly being the smaller guy and the fact that, you know, while, while Oliveira has fought at 145 previously early in his career, like... The, he was having a very tough time making 155. So obviously he's put on a lot more mass. It, it, it'll be a lot more of an even match in that regard. And if he can go and do everything that Volkanovsky did, not that he's a 
his him or his camp is as good of a game planner, there's a real possibility that he could win. Yeah. Do you think do you think Volkanovsky is just that good? Yes. yes. They're like adjusted for weight if he gets in there with anyone, that other guy is mm-hmm. really gotta mind his P's and Q's. Yeah, like he's the fact that he lost that fight and we were still talking about he's still the best pound for pound fighter. Yeah, like that's that's just a testament to the argument. Did he itself. really lose that fight though? <laughs> you see, like, yeah, officially, yeah, yeah, yeah I, but I, like, I think Charlie too could will have learned a shitload from Volkanovsky. <laughs> like, he had the advantage of watching somebody really give Islam trouble, trouble. So that was like, I think that Charles is so astute. I think he will really learn from Volkanovsky, who demonstrated that you have to, of course, resist the submission, which you're going to have to do. But if you're taken down by Islam, you just have to keep hitting him. Like everybody tries to fight him, like fight out of it and, and, you know, you know, position, whatever. Volkanovsky's just like, don't get submitted and keep fucking hitting the guy like Islam's face after Volkanovsky was just scratches from the gloves like like and I think it annoyed Islam so much that that's why he had to back off a lot of what he was doing so I think that Charlie may have an issue if he practices on that jab a little too much like he was hitting from far like he was striking from distance in this last fight and he's got to be able to strike in the phone booth and even like in a headlock like he's got to be throwing hammer fists that way like yeah you know what i'm saying i'm I do. just playing playing it out um but I mean, Dariush was like the next person who everyone was like, he deserves the next shot. He deserved. Now it's like knocked out in the first round. He looked like Drakkar close would have finished him if in the UFC two twenty eight or whenever that was. Well, he had won eight fights in a row, so it's somewhat yeah undeniable based on that streak and the people that he had fought. That if he won that fight, which oh, would have yeah. been his best win. You have to give him the title shot. Then, yeah. Uh, I think it's even. I think it's just more impressive on from Charles's side to take somebody who came in on a streak very similar to what he did. Mm-hmm. And was like, I'm going to finish you in the first round. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Charles speaking English was like the most adorable thing I've ever seen. <laughs> did you guys watch uh, Embedded? I did not. I did not. So. First two episodes, actually. So one, Vancouver is a beautiful city. Hmm. Wow. Like, don't they have a real problem with bears up there? Yeah, Canada in general, <laughs> uh, there is a bear problem. But you are not wrong that on the outs in the outskirts of uh, Vancouver, uh, there's a a bit of a a bear issue. Um, <laughs> the city itself, right? Because it's it's on the water, but it's also in Canada, so you have the whole you know, mountain element to it. It was just really gorgeous. And is, it, is Vancouver on an ocean or a lake? I'm sorry. Ocean. Ocean. I'm just genuinely, I just generally don't remember the geography. So you go, you cross the border from Washington, okay. right? Yeah. And yeah. Vancouver's right there. Yeah. 
Toronto is the one on the lake across from Detroit. Uh, Toronto is closer to New York. Mm -hmm. And I think you may be referring to Quebec. Quebec? Montreal? Let's just name Canadian cities for the rest of the episode. Ottawa? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, um, really beautiful, number one. Yeah. Like real, I was like, wow, that that and and free healthcare, phew, come on. Um, yes, the taxes are a shit show, but free healthcare. Anyway. Yeah, it's not really free, right? Because they're taxing the fuck out <laughs> of you. Taxing the fuck out of you. So 60%. Yeah. It's uh, like yeah. how they say the drinks in Vegas are free as you <laughs> pump $20 bills onto the table. Yeah, they're not free, free. Just, you know, just keep gambling. <laughs> right. You uh, just paid for it right out of your paycheck. <laughs> Two, the the second thing was during the whole fight, uh, Benil brought his family, so his wife and his two kids. One is like an infant, and mm-hmm. there were plenty of interactions between Charles and Benil where they were very cordial, and even even Charles show, Charles showing a lot of like, you know, care and and saying hello to his his small child. It was uh, I found it refreshing. And yeah. I really there was a really that. great show of sportsmanship after the fight. Yeah. Yeah. It's very refreshing as opposed to the standard, you know, standard type of uh relationship we expect to see. Yeah. Your Holland comes out relationships. Where does yeah. Benil go from here? Good God. Like, who does he fight? Because Mateus was an up and comer. He he temporarily derailed him. Yep. You have Gaethje fighting Poirier. So maybe the loser of that. But that's going to be that would be at the end of the year. So does he take that amount of time off, or does he try know. to try to get back sooner? I almost think if. I could see them boosting up somebody like this is retarded, but I could see them boosting up somebody like Patty if he wins his next one. Oh, okay. Seriously, no, like just to see. If no, you know what? Let's do that. Let's do that so the Patty to. thing can be over and done with. But that's I, the whole thing, right? Is like, is that that would make the Patty thing or break it completely? Well, his next fight will, because his next fight, same thing. But Benil, I got no nobody a light like lightweight. It, who else would? Well, so Michael so, Chandler's in there. Fiziev's in there. Uh, the Poria Gaethje loser is in there. there Fiziev, there's some options. Fiziev yeah. could be good since he just lost to Gaethje, but it was close. That would be a good one. I would actually like that one. So I was thinking if Armand Sarukian wins mm. on Saturday, he could fight Benil. That would be a really, really big step up for him. I mean, he That'd already fight Makachev, but. That was in his debut, so yeah, that'd be a good one. Yeah. That would be a really good one. I like that. Uh, the Canadians showed up. No, oh, they showed up the in card. course. They were they were perfect. They were six and zero. Yeah, Mike. That's Mlapped. starting to become a thing. We've seen the French do really well in France. Mm-hmm. We've seen the English do really well in England. The, there may be a betting angle here. Speaking of, can we talk about the pretty neat parlay for just a second? Absolutely. So we had Chris Curtis. We had, was it Matt Schnell? Uh, we wanted to bet Matt Schnell, and you're like, I can't find him in any sports. Yeah. Book. 
and he got he had as a last minute yeah. uh, pull out. That's yeah. what she said. Uh, um, that is what she said, but not uh, for because him. Because of though, right? imagery. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm like, I was very, very inebriated for 2.87 of the three days I was there. But I'm looking at the boards and I'm looking at the machines and I'm like, I don't, I don't see this fight. Did I write it down wrong? And then Ryan clarified it for me. And uh, Ryan, does the name Zach Neto mean anything to you? Uh, he got called up uh, from the Angels farm team a while back. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you were like, it's the smartest thing. Year. You said it's the smartest things the Angels have done all year. If I maybe it, it's turning out maybe the smartest thing they've done in like. 10 years um <laughs> he just hit a probably a game clinching two-run home run which i think will be i think they're going to be like nine and one in their last 10 and their second in a row against texas who's in first in the division oh yeah um anyway just just r- r- aaron clip that because when they pull my heart out and stomp on it sometime <laughs> in the next 90 to 115 days i would like to be reminded um anyway so I'm looking intro. at it. I'm looking at it and I'm like, I'm I'm pretty sure I don't see it. And I'm looking at the note I wrote down and I'm like, I, I don't know. So then I text you guys, you tell me it's not there. So I'm like, fine, fuck it. We're going with the Lioness. We're going with Charlie Olives. Both of those pretty good picks. And you know what? I felt good about the action, man. And then because he was on the pretty neat parlay of fucking course. Ugh. Uh, uh, he got he got 10 stitches. He also has a corneal abrasion, which is why they stopped it, because he said he couldn't he, see. He couldn't see. Yeah, Herzog heard it. I mean, he's trying to it wasn't like he was trying to not fight like we have seen in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, that definitely was not the case. But no. if the ref hears you say, I can't see. You know, we're, we're not we're not we're not in the UFC days of Michael Bisbing, right? Getting past some type of no. doctor check when he <laughs> had literally an a, a non functioning eye. Uh, so man. we didn't we didn't win the parlay. No, well, we did not. Hey, uh, at least it was a <clears throat> no contest. Like, <laughs> yeah, but. So, so for those of you listening who don't understand how a parlay works, we picked three <laughs> fighters. All three of them had to win their fights. So yeah. even though Chris Curtis didn't lose, he didn't win. So we don't win the bet. Man, right. sucks balls. The balls are sucked. The ball just uh, they got sucked. Yeah. Uh, Dan Ige looked good. Mark Andre Barrialt looked good. Like Randy did yeah, not. Miranda she did not. Jasmine <laughs> Jazz Duvicious. Uh come on down. Right? You were you were the one who made this six and no Canadian sweep uh possible, right? In in large part because you were not the favorite in that fight. In fact, I believe no. she was the only she may have been one of two Canadians that were not favored, but she looked great and she looked exceptionally tall for that division. Or mm-hmm. Miranda just looks incredibly short. Mm-hmm. Eamon Zahabi was the other underdog Canadian, and he won by knockout. Fantastically. He had a massive left hook. Massive. Massive. Just it was looping and in slow motion. Like, how does somebody get hit with this? It's because he had great timing. That's all it was. 
Mm-hmm. He slipped and he ripped and mm-hmm. then he fell down. <laughs> yeah. Slip and rip club and sub. Yep. <laughs> We're adding to the ground and pound thing. Yeah. Right. Ground and pound is just, that's so that's in the zeitgeist already. It is. Or, or in the, the <clears throat> not vortex it's, it's in the, whatever it needs to be in. The that's pretty neat lexicon. <laughs> lexicon. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Jeez. If I was a dinosaur, I'd be a Thesaurus Rex. Um, the rest of this card kind of sucked. Right. I was I was about to say, like, outside of you know, a historic win for Amanda and just the added the added historic element of her retiring and being her last mm-hmm. fight, and then the the spectacular win by Charles Oliveira, the rest of the card was just the rest of the main card. That's a fight night bro yeah <laughs> that's yeah. A, that's a fight night that's not a ufc that's not a ufc main card a ufc no. numbered main card i should say no bo no. nickel's not on it so <laughs> no bo nickel like why, why i didn't i didn't pay for it in fact i <laughs> i i was at a speakeasy with my wife sending you guys yeah how was it it's fantastic told you I, I did send you that video of the campfire sour right? yeah I've, I've seen how they do it absolutely it is I it was the last drink I had, and as like I'm drinking it, I'm like, why didn't I get this first? Okay. Um. I I believe because when I looked at the menu and it said like it had a marshmallow, I was like I don't want to drink with a marshmallow. And then a couple sitting next to us at the bar, he ordered one, and then I saw them present it, and I was like, oh, that is epic. <laughs> I yeah. definitely need to get one of these and. Just the 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 smokiness from the cedar chips, and then just engulfing the the glass with it, and then pouring the drink right on top of it, really captured some of that smoky essence. Yeah. It was it was the best drink. It was. I the think best the one. smoke thing is a bit gimmicky for me, but oh, you know, I'm I'm kind of a classic cocktail guy. But in general, I'm a fan of everything they do there. Yeah, I did get their old fashioned, which was and? great. Okay, good. The, the appar- yeah, the apparition old fashioned was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also got the Gambino, which was good. Uh, there is a whiskey drink because I, I stuck. I just I kept it to the whiskey, the whiskey beverages, because um, that's what you do. And so I had the Goodfellow old fashioned, which is uh, uh, rum and brandy. Oh, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm really into an old fashioned that is not made with whiskey. <laughs> okay. And the, because believe it or not, and I, I don't know if you know or care, you probably do know and marginally care. An old fashioned is just a spirit with sugar and bitters. I think we actually discussed this previously. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's now been co-opted to be a whiskey cocktail, but traditionally it is not. Um, and then I also had, I, I want to say the shadow play, which is a rye apple brandy, mm-hmm. a couple of vermouths, uh, amaretto absinthe, et cetera. That one was, was just okay. The, the old fashioned was great though. That was the first drink I got because I saw that it had absinthe and I was like, yeah, let's, let's give that a go. Um, did you know that there is another speakeasy in old town Semecula? I did. Yes. I've never been there. Neither have I. So I was, I was wondering, that's like, we might try to make this a thing yeah, and, and go, Aaron, what did you just send us? What is that that you're, you're <laughs> holding in front of your face? 
Well, I, I finally got, I went out somewhere uh, today. We went to Pinballs, which I can't wait to take you guys to. Pinballs Lake Creek. They're the shit. Massive okay. arcade. Uh, actually, I'm going to send you another picture. Um, but that is a Texas uh, barbecue bacon brisket cheeseburger. I was about I'm to so say, annoyed. I'm looks so like, annoyed. It looks like brisket. And so, I mean, it is just a bacon cheeseburger, but they just dump a nice half pound of brisket on top because that, that annoys the fuck out of me. Why? Why is that? Is brisket special or not? Brisket is not special. Brisket is terribly overrated. I would actually venture. I would go as far as to say, unless you are at a specialty barbecue place, do not order the brisket. And even then only order it if you're one of the first people in line. Um, because it dries up so quick. Um, you just proved you're not a Texan. How about no, no, I didn't. I didn't. You yes, also you think did. the best barbecue comes from a fucking gas station. Don't argue with me about barbecue because you don't know anything about it. Uh, there's um, two Bucky's and yeah. Rudy's. Yep. Both have great Neither barbecue. of those are the best barbecue. And, and I never said they are. You did. You said it about <laughs> Bucky's, but it's fine. Nope, you did. About Bucky's. Um, Ew. Yep. No. And my barbecue knowledge is vast and deep, and you know that. Oh, I and, definitely know that. And brisket is great. has to be done right. That's all I'm saying. Or you have oh, to yeah. eat it as it's sliced or it dries up. And, and in general, it's not a Texas thing. Anywhere that slaps a bunch of brisket on a cheeseburger, you're telling me your cheeseburger is no good. Can you make I'm me a good burger? Not gonna argue with. Can you get a good blend of meat? <laughs> Can you get the right balance of cheese? Is the bun correct? Are the other toppings on the burger sound? If those things are in place, I don't need eight ounces of brisket. Maybe put the brisket on the side. It would have been good on the side too. But yeah, you won't. If you could find a place in Texas that doesn't cut it fresh for you, then. You're not in Texas. Just depends on how how long ago it came off the smoke. Oh yeah, like Rudy's, it comes off the smoke before you order it. After you order it, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's a gas station. <laughs> but it is more a barbecue place than a gas station. It's more like a barbecue restaurant that features a couple gas pumps. <laughs> that's that, that, and that's the fair. gas might even be their gimmick. Now that I think about it, I might have been looking at Rudy's all wrong this entire time. Do they time. have sushi also? Fuck no. <laughs> yeah, station sushi. Jesus. Not that. I mean, you'll see. But I mean, Franklin's, they're, they're one of the good ones out here. Although it's highly overrated. Uh, Got to go to Terry Black's. That's... I actually think Bar uh, Josh Wolf. I saw him on Monday night in Vegas. He was wearing a Terry Black's uh, hat. Yeah, Terry Black's is where you got to go. If you guys come, I mean, that's that's where we'll go for sure. More than once. Uh, I will disagree with you on the rest of the card, though, because the early prelims, uh, A, Belbita's awesome and on the list. And B, uh, we watched Dvorak get totally kicked out of the top 10 by Astro Boy, an Australian newcomer and he's from the aussie team from city kickboxing so i mean holy shit he's boring as fuck he reminds me of mike ricci the accountant do you remember when he used to fight yeah yeah so wait, are you, you're saying the card sucked or was good it's good for for a fight night yeah it's fun for a full-on 80 dollars pay-per-view i don't know no there's more fights 
I only actually saw the last two fights. Uh, is yeah. Diana Belvita on the list? Yeah, she's on the list. She's totally on the list. Yeah, and she, she has a she's the one with the Takashi six nine Simba tattoo. Look at her arm. Her forearms are really colorful Simba. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, let's talk about Vegas versus California casinos versus my run-in with several celebrities last week. <laughs> okay. So I'm saying I'm legitimately hammered and I have been playing craps for like seven hours at this point. And I'm standing out front of the Bellagio. Well, I'm walking past the Bellagio fountains and I see uh, someone whose name I still don't know. Amir Albazi. Who, of course, so this is this is Monday afternoon and he had just air quotes won his fight on Saturday, right? Um, I see a bunch of guys in UFC Venom gear. Their ears are all fucked up. And then I see him and I completely fuck up his name twice. And a big black guy goes, no, that's me. And I'm like, no, no, you're not. That's him. I I'm a big fan. I apologize for getting his name wrong. And Albazi gave me a look like, say another word, you drunk asshole. So Amir Albazi, come on the pretty podcast. Um, then sober, believe it or not, I am at the the uh, uh, sports book at the Aria, and oh. I see our friend Joe Gatto from the Impractical Jokers. Nice, super cool. Um, and then of course Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce, which was at, at Aaron, their basketball players, which was Ooh. as wild as you would think it is. The woman that was with Paul Pierce, it was like, what? What are you guys doing? What's First of all, what are you wearing? Second, have you looked in the mirror? Because it's not that great. And third, uh, Paul Pierce kind of a dick, and I hate Paul Pierce. He didn't take a picture with anybody, and not that I wanted one. I didn't. But the guy, like, six feet to my right did, and he told him no, and Paul Pierce, and the guy looks at Paul and goes, Dirk would have done it, which is an Damn. all-time. Um, eh. Dirk would have... Oh. Yeah, so Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce were there doing a live like game three of the finals companion on YouTube for Showtime. It turned out no free shout outs. Um, but I was standing with my brother in law, we're placing bets, and he goes, Hey man, that's that's Joe Gatto from the Impractical Jokers. And the security guard goes, And that's Kevin Garnett, and points, and sure as shit, here's 611 Kevin Garnett <laughs> walking towards us. And I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. Um, <sighs> So that was a good time. And then uh, yesterday, so have you guys been to, it used to be San Manuel, but now it's Yamava. Mm-hmm. I've never been. been there. Yeah, that place sucks. <laughs> just wow. just saying. Not not a fun place. The I, I don't know what it is about California casinos. They just, I, I, I just don't, I just don't like them. I've been to casinos in Arizona that are better than than California casinos. So uh, we went there to see Kevin Hart. Um, the show didn't start until 830. And then he had three guys, the Plastic Cup Boys, opening for him. So he got on stage at like probably 9, 
30, 940, and then did like a full hour and 10. So nice, you know, take that for what it's worth. But I was, I was very sober and, uh, I do not like California casinos and Yamava really, they own the palms. They bought out the palms. Um, they need to be, they need to be better. Don't, don't (laughs) you know someone who was affiliated with them, Aaron? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. They're, they're not great. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. What does he do for him? Uh, he's their CCO. <laughs> uh, what's that? Chief compliance. Oh yeah. Okay. That I'm sure he does great at that. Oh, I do yeah. not like the layout of the casino. It's way too many, um, slot machines. It's just, I don't know. They have like little pop-up blackjack tables. Weird. Like, like literally ones that could roll around. It was, it was very strange. That sounds like the casino that shall not be named, uh, like back in the day did they have those there yeah oh yeah especially when they still had trailers you remember when they yeah. had trailers oh, yeah. and tents yeah yeah <laughs> better than palma when we were like 18 <laughs> i actually don't i actually don't hate that casino no free shout outs yeah i man i went there uh man the last time i was there like was probably 10 years ago and Which the one? last palma uh-huh and the last time i was there before that was probably 10 years earlier okay and it looked exactly the same i i would be willing to bet if i drove over there right now it still would yeah right actually no ryan and i maybe played a poker tournament there once like 15 years ago or something but I doubt it because I only played a poker tournament there like twice. I really only ever played poker at Pachanga. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Palma only has like, four. you know, they closed the room. Uh, I think we really? talked about it previously. Closed or moved? Closed. Closed. Wow. Cause card rooms and bingo are all you can find here. Like you can come Interesting. here. You okay. can play poker here. I can go to a card room and buy in, but yeah, they just don't let casinos take people's money. They let uh, the foundations that run the bingo halls uh, take people's money. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, Astro Boy, good for you. <laughs> yeah, he's the one who uh, replaced Matt Schnell. Yeah. Very, very last minute. Damn. Nine, gonna... three nights, the final. Nine three nights the final. Yep. There you go. Uh this weekend. And now it's time for the pretty neat podcast pick. We have Marvin Vittori is fighting. Yeah, he's fighting Jared Cannonier. Yeah. Who cares? I don't know. I Marvin don't, Vittori I don't, I don't fans know if anybody does. fans? Because they're not just, really middleweight title contenders anymore. No. They've both been beaten <laughs> by Israel Adesanya. Right? It would have it may have made a a bigger difference if if Alex Pajeda had won, but he didn't. Like so, are they so fighting they to do? switch ranks? <laughs> They're fighting to shuffle in with they the top are five. fighting for third place. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that seems like it. They're they're yeah. fighting to see 
who's going to fight Bo Nickel <laughs> so that he can get a title shot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I At least uh, Armin Sarukian, that'll be a fun one. I'm sp- Oh, geez. Armin Petrosian is fighting. I don't know who that is. A lot of Armenians, right? Yeah. yeah what's up with that? There's some a lot of a lot of Armenians on the on the card. Yeah, a lot. Oh, Nicholas Dalby is back. He's fun. Nicholas Dalby and Muslim Salikov will be a grappling masterpiece. That's going to be a fun one. Or it'll be a nasty ass brawl. I'm down for either one of those. I yeah. will not be watching the fights this weekend. Ooh, how come? Deja vu. I'll be at <laughs> I'll be at another speakeasy in San Diego. Um, it's a uh, alien themed one. It's called Mothership, and. Ooh. We'll be staying uh, downtown in the gas lamp because this weekend is my wife's birthday. Wow. Nice. Have a pretty neat birthday. Yeah. So, yeah, Mothership, we we booked the reservations about a month ago um, because you can only book them, I think, 30 days in advance. It's... uh, the ancient astronaut shuttle crew, the AASC mothership. And while the drinks and the ambiance looks cool, I won't be eating there because they only serve all vegan fare. Not that I have anything against vegan food, mm. but it just didn't look as good. <laughs> oh, it's on 30th Street. Yeah, it's it's not quite downtown. So that's like North Park. Yeah, it is like yeah. North Park. It's right by Balboa. I um, have uh, been aggressively drunk up and down 30th Street a whole lot of times in my life, Ryan. Aggressively. <laughs> I love the way that you say that. I've been aggressively hey, Ryan, drunk. Hey, Ryan. Yeah. I have been very, very drunk up and down 30th Street a lot of times. <laughs> you almost life. got in a fight with Amir Balbazi last weekend. Aggressively not on, drunk. <laughs> not, not there. Uh, not on 30th Street. 30th Street is a. I actually haven't been there in years, um, but I it used to be in every four to six weeks thing for me and a couple friends of mine. Aaron knows those friends, but I don't talk to them anymore. Yeah, I don't either. I knew you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have to. Te- Although, I have to meet up with Gerald. Oh yeah, you you do point. have to meet up with your shout out Gerald. Um, I was up closer to like 30th and university. So a little bit north of where you're going to be. Yeah, we're going to, I'm, I booked a hotel room at the, the Hilton right by the, uh, right by, I guess, Padre stadium. Really? It's right there across the street. And then, you know, we'll get some, some dinner and we're going to meet up with some friends and do that whole thing. And uh, yeah, that sounds like a good time for having and going. Yeah, yeah. it is going and so. having. Sorry, going having. Uh, following day is Father's Day, which will be yep. a, will be fun. Uh, Do you know does, where you're eating? Where I'm eating? Yeah, in San Diego. No, not yet. Any recommendations? Oh yeah, um, I am a big fan of Neighborhood, which is okay. downtown. 
Um, they also have a speakeasy. They actually no, they have two speakeasies. Um, good stuff. If you want to be like around where that bar is, there's all kinds of little stuff. Uh, I think it's called City Tacos is up there. Uh, there's there's quite a few options, honestly, kind of all over the place. Yeah, City Tacos. This this food talk reminds me that these will be in the mail. Oh, perfect for both of you. Donuts from Elite Sweets from uh, Mean who came on last week. He got these over to me this week. I am prepping them for shipment to you. <laughs> Both you will each get a box of five donuts and they are individually wrapped, mm. which is beautiful. Uh, so you could take them to work with you. And what is the, the protein of each one? Uh, it's I'll break down the nutrition facts for you. It is 200 calories, the total protein is eight grams. Okay, for a donut, damn, three grams of net carbs. That's awesome. Dietary fiber. That's a nice treat. <laughs> Dietary fiber is a nice treat. Yeah, like life cereal. You never have life cereal. That's just pure fiber. I don't need cereal anymore, but I do like life cereal. Yeah. So I'm going to get these out to you, uh, but I am uh, freezing them so that I can put them in a nice cooler pack for you. And uh, I'm probably going to wait until the end of the heat wave here before I mail them out, just because I don't want to get stuck on a tarmac or something. If they, are they, are they all one flavor or is it like they are? We are getting into the maple. Okay. Okay. So we're getting the same flavor? Yes. Okay. All of us are getting maple. We all got a maple box. No, They're I'm all maple boxes. Right now, we have birthday cake, cinnamon, chocolate, maple in terms of flavors. Mm-hmm. So maple will be round one. Okay. They're, <laughs> gl- right. they're gluten-free and keto-friendly. I'm super excited to try it. Like, I'm so excited. Because we have to be even, is even the word? We have to be uh, um, impartial? Impartial to some extent. I am not nuts about the seed oils in them. <laughs> if I'm being completely honest, why are you laughing at me? Uh, it's like I the just, thing just, where you, you get on us. Humorous. Yeah. What, like why? You get on us about like, oh, do. <laughs> you like the weird I'm, guitarist. It's like, we like, we bring up the weird guitarist. Right? You don't like the seed oils. So if I had to nitpick. Yeah. Palm kernel <laughs> oil. I don't like that. Seed oils. Right. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. No, not a fan. <laughs> hey, well, we're going to try it. No. Yeah. But, yeah. We're gonna try. No, 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 no. Hey, no. I'm eating the whole box. <laughs> I'm just not nuts that there's seed oils in them. I'm not nuts. You guys, that seed, there's oils. seed oils in it. I just like that. I will eat okay. all five. Keep laughing at me. Enjoy I, your inflammation. It's fine. I, I like your choice of not being nuts for seed oils. <laughs> uh, oh, semen. I, I get it. Yeah, seed oils. I, I, it's a corny joke. Hey, <laughs> Ryan. There's a different re-recap thing that I just saw on my ESPN scroll that we didn't get a chance to talk about. Tell me. What do you think of the the PGA Tour Live Golf DP World Tour stuff? 
fucking wild, right? Like so wild. Fucking so much drama. And then all of a sudden they said, you know what? We're going to combine all three into one umbrella. Yeah. And then the people that stayed with the PGA tour got fucked. Yep. Because now the LIV golfers can play in all of these major tournaments. And oh, by the way, they were making a shitload of money, far more money than they would have made in the PGA tour. And the PGA tour golfers go. So what did we get out of this? (laughs) Yeah. And into the discussion on like, which was going to be the superior uh, golf Umbrella. Were they all suing each other back and forth too, and like all yes. the cases were and thrown in, out? Well, I don't know if they were thrown out necessarily, but Canceled. the the PGA Tour has since admitted like we could not afford the legal battle with them, which is. And then wow. Rory McIlroy had the he made the point that like they're not going to stop spending the money on golf. We may as well like make sure it goes to the right place. It's like, hey, that feels like something you could have just conceded eighteen months ago, right? Well, that's. You get egos involved and people are proud and they want to dig their heels in and go, no, I'm not moving. Right. They do the whole Captain America thing. People tell you to move and you know, it's wrong. And you say, no, you move. Yes. And yes, exactly. And what's interesting is it sh- it's, you know what it is? It's the Michael Scott paper company in those episodes of the office <laughs> where <laughs> he's <laughs> where, where, uh, uh, David Wallace is like, Hey, I know this business. I know you can't be making money. And he's like, Oh, I just have to wait you out. Don't I live golf looked at the guy who runs PGA tour. And they were like, Hey, this is deep pockets. So we can lose every penny we spend and we will bleed you dry. And then we'll be the only game in town. And the PGA tour was like, fuck, we can't do that. Um, it's really, and then I think Brooks winning the, the major a couple weeks ago, I think that was a real, like, thing and and they were the pga tour was like okay they you know this isn't they they, he just won one of our big ones that you can't can't have that so yeah it's just it's a really tough look for the pga tour i think ideally you let the the live guys get their pga tour cards back and then you have live events some weekends which are the 54 holes shotgun start sort of more fun atmosphere and then you have your your traditional events too, and you have a blend of both. This, you know, baseball added the pitch clock. Um, yeah, it's made the game much better. We've seen sports make changes in positive ways. The PGA Tour might be backing into this. I love watching PGA Tour golf, but like most people are like, "What? This is so boring." But if you've played and and like to play, you're like, "Oh my god, they're so good!" It's and these courses are incredible and so difficult, and they're they're so good at them. But the live thing is like, oh, cool. It's fun colors and there's music and they wear shorts and everybody's drunk. It's like not the players necessarily, but the, the fans. It's like a it's just a more fun atmosphere. And the PGA Tour could learn some things from them. I'm not again, I'm not saying they need to just scrap the the traditional model all told, but it's it's pretty wild that that they just like Literally, what on a Monday we're like, you know what? Never mind. Let's let's. If you can't beat him, join him, and we apparently can't beat you. So Happy Gilmore gave them the recipe years ago. You know what? Didn't work. 
I don't do understand why they don't do things like long drive contests and and things that would get people yeah. watching. I mean, they do have long drive contests. They just get no coverage. I just I just fun. don't know. There's, Turn it into the home run, the home run derby every year. I love watching the home run derby in the All Star game. I yeah. may not watch most of the season, but I watch. That's exactly those. it. That's exactly it. There's there's just there's something to be said for a pro. You know, because the thing is, like Ryan, have you ever golfed? Uh, no. Okay, Aaron, have you ever golfed? Mm-hmm. So most of the time, it's groups of bros. They're out there slamming Michelob Ultras at. at 745 while they're waiting for their 803 tee off time. They've got crazy colored shirts and silly hats and they're just taking these big rips at the ball even though they're not really that good. Like it's guys just having a good time. Like live golf is kind of like having a good time except they're professional players. There there's there is a market for that. And mm-hmm. live seems to have figured it out <laughs> and you know the PGA Tour it's it's just it's crazy, Aaron. It would literally be like if the UFC was like, you know what, PFL and Bellator, um, or really, I'd be like PFL and one. We're going to, we can't compete with you guys anymore. So let's just, let's just be under the same, you know, yeah, just Endeavor Ball. Endeavor MMA. So it really is crazy. Yeah, there's a. There was another fight this weekend that I was actually really looking forward to that is now slipping my mind. Oh, uh, Teofimo Lopez winning and then saying he's going to retire. No, I was thinking the human deep fake is Algazel Magulov. Mm-hmm. He's fighting again. That's it. <laughs> Always into watching the human deep fake fight. Yeah. He, who is he fighting? Felipe Bunes. I don't know. Okay. I'm not sure who that I'm is. I'm not sure who that was. I, I thought maybe it was somebody more notable. What do you make of the Teofimo Lopez thing? Uh like the the thing the stuff with his dad mm-hmm. seems a bit odd. And I wonder if that's a reaction to just his dad kind of like really encroaching upon him. Uh I, I just I don't know if he stays retired. He he looks pretty dominant. So why do you do that if not to draw attention or to like send a message to the people that are, you know, irking you, which clearly his dad, the way that, you know, yeah, he talks to him and is kind of running the show. He's probably tired of that. He's probably looking for an out when it comes to that. Um, Mark Kriegel wrote in a piece on ESPN on June 9th um, about Tiafimo Lopez and at one point he says you know why I say I'd kill this man talking about the guy he fought it's because I want to die low key uh, what does that mean I asked dying low key Tiafimo says I want to die at least if I die I die doing what I love you want to die? Yeah, but only in my ring, you know? And then the writer's commentary is, no, I don't know. Um, there's another line in there about how, like, during the interview, Lopez's dad walked in and Lopez's whole, Lopez's whole, like, demeanor changed. So it definitely seems like there's a problem there for him. Um, I remember when he was just coming up, which is silly to say because he's only 25, right. the whole thing with his dad, but Man, tough look for like 
like aggressive sports dads, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Name a good one. Wonderboy Thompson's dad. But was he? <laughs> do we consider him to be an aggressive sports dad? I don't think so. He's involved for sure, but is he an aggressive sports dad? No, like after he lost, he's still my boy. You remember that shit, right? Is he is he like the dad from Little Giants where they move in and he's like, you know, making them lift that? Yeah, the fridge refrigerator. Give me ten. He like frings his arm up and like makes his kid do yeah, pull ups, do 10 on, pull his ups on his arm. Yeah, mm-hmm. no. that's a pretty flexy like. <laughs> that's a pretty flex like. Dad it's a move. it's a big flex move, especially for sure. if you're not resting your arm on something and you're just like standing there. Do pull ups on my arm. <laughs> yeah, we're working each other out. Yeah, well, I mean, how did that work out for him? He got trucked by the icebox. So yeah, that's true. Um, you can't fuck with the icebox. Can't fuck with the icebox. Nope. You got to watch. <laughs> and Little that's Giant. the name of the episode. Yeah, you can't you can't fuck with the icebox. I've seen the little giants. That's a good one. Speaking of movies, did you watch uh Django? Well, no, I mean I've seen it before, but no, I have not rewatched it in preparation for our podcast. Okay. I didn't get to either. Did you watch it? No. Okay. Hey, we all failed. (laughs) We'll we'll get to it. We will. We will. That's just maybe we try to record that one sometime next week or later this week, even. Yeah. Oh, we watched uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Ooh, How was it? That good, was really good fun. movie. Oh man, it was so good. It was yes. Fun. Chris I Pine. Didn't... He's one of the underrated Chris's, in my opinion. I would agree with that. Actually, yeah. mm-hmm. underrated. He's definitely. If we had to rank the, the hierarchy of the Chris's, who's number one? Evans. Yeah. Is it is it Evans, Helmsworth, and Pine? Yeah, and, and then Pratt. Pratt. Oh, and Pratt. I didn't even Pratt, see Pratt's number four right now. Yeah. Uh, Pratt might be my number one just because I need the funny guy. <laughs> Jesus. Hemsworth is funny. Pine Parks is also wreck. funny. And and Chris Evans showed his dong to the internet. I mean, that's, that's funny. True. That is true. But he I like... actually he did accidentally put his dong out on the internet. And were any of us that bummed out by it? <laughs> Uh, no, we no, were not. No, <laughs> it's exactly what you'd expect it to be. And he, yeah. I mean, he played it off correctly. Yep. You know, hey, now that I have your attention, America, go out and vote. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like a Mark Wahlberg at the end of Boogie Nights moment, but the world. No, was it was not a prosthetic at all. Right. Yeah. So interestingly enough, right at that time, I think Chris Evans was dating um, a lady who is a comedian slash actress who, if you saw them side by side, you would say, well, they're not in the same league, even though she has, you know, some je ne sais quoi about her. Cause he's well, way better looking than her. So much better looking. I mean, Chris Evans is right. As they say in captain America, winter soldier <laughs> specimen. It's weird thinking about his career. Cause like, I think about like fantastic four, when he was yeah. a human torch, human torch, Scott Pilgrim. Yes, I was gonna say like, spot Scott Pilgrim is the one that stands out for me all the time. That's like that is like my favorite role of his outside of Captain America, but like Captain America, he's he's like just that role. He's yeah, he's he's, he's like a great Captain America. I think about um uh not he's another, the only Captain America, not another teen movie. Like you want to yep. go way back, yeah. Is, is he in not that? A, 
Yeah. yeah he's the guy yeah. who had the banana in his ass. Yeah, he shoves the banana in his ass. Right. He said it's not a Sunday, it's a banana split. Yep. <laughs> he turned yeah. around and he had a banana in his ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and he sings Janie's got a gun, like right after all of the high school shootings. That yep. was like the worst. Yep. That was the 10 things <laughs> I hate about you parody. Yeah. Yes. I mean, those are those are fun to to reminisce about. You probably couldn't get through the whole movie and be like, wow, yeah. this was actually good. Um, but game it is <laughs> all that because Dungeons and Dragons was good. Dungeons <laughs> and Dragons was good, yeah. like legitimately good. We we rented it. Actually, I think we bought it. You know, it was like a digital download because it was cheap. Mm. And I was like, wow, this is good. <laughs> yeah, it's up there with like Guardians One, like it because it's because you're introduced, right? Like, okay. not I didn't re- read Guardians. But that was like such a fun ride with a great cast. And that is what Dungeons and Dragons brought, which is what it, the game is, right? With your friends. So you, d- you did a thing, Aaron, where you compared it to like a really, really good movie. Um, and it's good, but it's not Guardians. <laughs> no, no. It just reminds or, me of that. If that you're feeling. comparing it to Guardians in terms of like an introduction to the world, because yeah. Guardians in terms of a comic was like very not historically, like notably not well known, then yes. Yeah. That's fair. That and like it's a team. Like there's not a central you're not following even yeah. Chris Pine. Like it's just that you need the whole team mechanic. If If one part of that group was like a miscast it could have really fucked it all up it's uh it's it was a live action version of a animated show on prime that's called uh, the legend of vox machina which is just an adaptation of the D group critical role and they oh. actually voice all those characters but you know i think about dungeon and dragons the movie which is just it's just that it's the live action version of the legend of Vox Machina, which is a, just this ongoing adaptation from a D and um, campaign that the critical role people have been doing for years. That's wild. Yeah. Like notably Isn't... Ashley Johnson is one of the people in critical role. Huh. I don't know who that is. She's the original voice actor for the last of us. For Ellie. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We yeah. were talking about her previously because we. Yep. I was saying she was in the original Avengers where she was in the bank. Yep. It's that's Ashley Johnson. Captain America saved us. The yep. is Critical Role the one that's been going on for thirty eight years. Uh, I don't think so because they're not that old. This game of Dungeons and Dragons has been going on for 38 years. I, I knew there was one that had been running for like 40 years. Yeah. Um, did you guys ever play Dungeons and Dragons? No. No. That's one of those things where if I had gotten into it, it would have gotten way into it. Yeah. Like, um, I also have not, but I I could have for sure. Yeah. I can only occupy my mind with so many <laughs> so many things. Same. Yeah, it's UFC, and that's that's almost too much. Like you bringing in sports that have sticks and like nets, and you goals. Po- what? 
that you need to get on board. That's too much. Too much complexity. Is that how we wrap it up tonight? Too much complexity? 2024. What were we calling it again? What did you say? Well, there's the club and sub. What was the other one you you dropped today? Slip and rip. Slip and rip. Slip and rip. With the ground and pound. Welcome to Club and Sub. Can I interest you in tonight's special, The Rip and Slip? I'll make that work somehow. All right. 2024. The the menu. 2024. 2024. Hey, you know why I love MMA so much? It's pretty neat. That is 100% true, but it's also because it brings us together.